If you're someone who has always wanted to get consistent clients in their online service-based business without the pressure to post on social media, I made this podcast specifically for you. I'm Leslie Stevens, and I am so excited to welcome you to the Not an Influencer show, where we chat about other organic marketing strategies that you can use to bring clients into your business quickly and easily, and the tangible tips for you to move forward faster in your business, and the stories of the entrepreneurs who are doing the same every single day. You do not have to be an influencer to be an impact maker and a successful online business owner. If you have ever spent way too much time and energy pumping out endless content for social media with little to no clients in return, let's stop doing it the hard way and let's do it the easy way with the client connection method. I teach this method in depth in my free training, how to book consistent clients without having to post on social media. The link is in the description. Go ahead, click it to grab your spot. Hello. So today we have the amazing Molly Rose with us, and I cannot wait for her to show all of her expertise and share with us her story. So I'm going to let Molly introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what you do. Thank you so much, Leslie. Hi, everyone. I am Molly Rose, and I always have a hard time with these intros because I find it so hard to put myself into a box and to identify myself in two sentences, as I'm sure every single one of you listening can resonate with and relate to. But I am an empowerment priestess. I'm a modern medicine woman. I am an embodiment guide, a yoga teacher, a breathwork facilitator, a healer, a mystic, all of the things. Essentially, what I do is I guide humans home to their truth that lives in their body and in their hearts. So I help them leave the confusion of the mind and land into the clarity of the body. And I do that through somatic healing practices, through a lot of spirituality and esoteric teachings. I live in Thailand and I've been traveling around the world for the better part of the past decade. So I've been studying quite a bit of Eastern philosophy, Eastern traditions, ancient techniques, different medicines, different lineages, spirituality in general. So I have got quite an arsenal of tools that I like to use. And really my mission is just to empower humans to be themselves and to stand really in their authentic power. We all have a unique soul purpose, a reason that we were put here on earth and most of the people that I work with, very much like myself and what I've moved through, get caught up in comparison really easily and work through a lot of insecurity and imposter syndrome and the fear of being seen and the fear of not being good enough or maybe even being too much. And we work through all of that so that you can really be embodied in your medicine and confident in who you are and what you have to offer. That's incredible. How did you get started in this area? I have to call it an area because it's not something <laughs> specific, but they all have to do with each other. Like when you combine all of those modalities that you do, that's what triggers that huge transformation. So how yes. did you get into this? So I, I guess yoga was like my gateway drug. <laughs> yoga was my 
portal into this whole realm. I've been practicing yoga since I was, I think about 15 or 16. It started very much as a physical practice. So I would say it was healing my body. And even before the process of knowing that I wanted to heal my relationship with my body, when I was in a quite an unhealthy relationship to physical exercise and movement and my body as most women can relate to. And if you've been, you know, a, a teenager in high school, like, you know what it was like, the pressure of needing to look a certain way and all of these societal expectations. And so I found myself going to yoga and then through that, it naturally blossomed into just a, a deeper awareness of self and, I got started in all of it because I really, really wanted to travel. That was my biggest dream for years and years and years. And so I combined the two where I found a yoga teacher training in Bali and I booked a one-way ticket and I went to it. And that was the, the first of many yoga trainings over the last 10 years. But yeah, that was really, I guess, how I got into it, how I got started. And it's just blossomed from there. You know, yoga led me into meditation, which led me into breath work and shadow work and the whole realm of embodiment and everything that I teach now. What a good gateway drug to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Not so uh, when you started turning this into a business, did you have any struggles at the beginning getting clients or attracting clients to what you were doing? For sure. Yeah. It's kind of, it's hard to pinpoint because of course I started as a yoga teacher and, you know, my classes were not sold out right away. Right. I, I definitely was leading classes where I had sometimes no people showing up, sometimes one or two people and it slowly grew. And there was a, an aspect of devotion and trust and belief in myself and my path and not giving up despite feeling like I was failing many times. And then word of mouth grew and my classes started to fill. And then I started to, you know, be asked by studios in my area where I was living to teach more classes, to teach workshops that eventually evolved into retreats. And so I was able to build myself a little bit of a following through that so that when I did transition into my online mentorship business, which is what I'm now running, I did already have a little bit of an audience, but I was also offering something different. So there was kind of that awkward transition of like, wait, she's not just a yoga teacher. What is it that she's doing? And then me also pivoting to really have to ask myself, like, are those same students that were students of my yoga classes, are they actually the aligned clients for this mentorship business? And not all of them were. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's been a kind of an awkward um, transition to really get clear on who it is that I'm speaking to and who it is that I'm calling in. And so definitely, no, I did not have clients knocking down the door at the beginning. And I'd say it still ebbs and flows. You know, every month is different. Some months there's a lot of people lined up and some months it's quieter. And a big part of the practice of having an online business, I really believe is detaching, recognizing that you are not your business. It is a separate entity. And during those slower seasons, when there aren't clients lined up, it doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. 
there's just perhaps something that needs to shift and needs to be attuned a little bit more to see where those clients are and what they're needing and perhaps what you're not speaking to. Yeah. I love what you said. Just like being clear with your message and you are not your business. And I think so often we see people in the online world just being so successful and we assume like right out of the gate, they're like, oh, I hit 10K in one month or like 100K in 30 days. <laughs> and people are looking around like, how is that happening for them? Like, right, and right. why is it not happening for me? And we can so easily start to get down on ourselves about that. And that makes so many people stop. Or give up when you just need to trust in the process and that the people will come. And even when you do make those shifts like you made in your business, the right people will follow you. And even if they're not all right in that moment, you don't know who they know. Who exactly. they're like, oh my gosh, Molly is exactly. the person that you need to talk to. Yes. So it's trusting in all of that. So what would you recommend to others going through that same process to break through that and begin to trust themselves? Hmm. I would really want to ask what practices are supporting you in your process separate from your business? Again, like how are you supporting yourself as a human so that you're feeling really confident and really embodied in what you're doing so that your faith, your trust is unwavering? right? Really connecting to, as I said, like I'm guiding people really deep within because I want them to connect to that seed of truth, right? That gem inside that's like, this is what I am meant to be doing. This is my purpose. This is my mission. And when you know that and you feel that with such conviction, then it gets a little bit easier to trust, right? And remember that these people that you might be looking to that you see having wild success and constantly selling out programs and hitting a hundred K within the first year, you don't necessarily know what the reality of the behind the scenes is for them and how many hours they really are working and how much they're really putting into it. And, you know, evaluating for yourself, like what's really important to you and are you willing and even wanting to, put that much effort into your business where it, it becomes your entire life? Or do you maybe want to focus on slow, sustainable growth over a longer period of time where you also get to focus on and nurture other aspects of your life and not just the CEO within you? Yeah, definitely. Like defining your own version of success. Because like you mentioned uh, when we were first talking about it's so easy for people to compare themselves, especially when we have social media and we, mm -hmm. we get on there and we, we're online entrepreneurs and we watch all of these other people have this success. But is that your version of success? Exactly. Do, do you want to just look successful or actually be successful in your own way with this? peace that you have around your business and who you're serving and the results that you're getting. And actually, unfortunately, I've learned that a lot of people who make it look like they're successful online in the background, and it's a completely different story. Exactly. So it's about 
finding that version of success for yourself and being true to yourself. And I think that's where clients then come a little bit more easily to you because not only are you clear and they see that confidence and they get excited about it with you, but you're also running your entire business in a way that flows and they just jump into the flow instead of you constantly pushing. And there's a, there's a resistance that people feel to that. For sure. Everything is energetic. Everything is energy. And so if you're coming at it, the way that you're promoting yourself is needy. It's desperate. It's graspy. It's like, I need this to work. I need to pay the bills this month. But like, you know, really grasping and putting yourself out there, people can feel that energy and it feels icky rather Mm -hmm. than like a warm invitation of, Hey, I've got something really good over here. And if you want it, I'm here. And giving people permission and trusting that they have their own authority and that they can lead themselves also like giving your clients and giving your audience the benefit of the doubt, the respect to believe that they can lead themselves to you. And you can really focus on your embodiment, focus on who and how you're being and what the energy is that you are emitting and putting out and trust that people will feel it and, and know that it might take a little bit of time and that's okay. But yeah, I love what you're saying about defining what success is for you. And that's been huge for me is exactly what I'm saying. Like these people that we're seeing have, let's call it financial success. What's there behind the scenes? Like maybe their, their relationship is crumbling, their relationship to their body, their self-care. They have, they've completely let all of these other aspects of their lives go in service to be able to build this business. Whereas what would it look like to nurture all aspects at the same time, which means like a little bit less time spent on the business, a little bit more time spent on your relationship, a little bit more time spent enjoying yourself, relaxing outside, going for walks in nature, hanging out with your friends, whatever it is that you love to do. Because if you are an entrepreneur, I'm sure you started your business so that you could not only be of service to others, but be of service to yourself. I'm sure you wanted a higher quality of life. And so really take a look at what the quality of your life is. And if you really want to be sacrificing that while you're building this business and trying to make it work. Yeah, definitely. And there's one thing when I was starting my businesses years ago as an entrepreneur, you you start to try and learn every way to to build your business. And everyone was setting financial goals. And they were like, I want to make this much money this month. And I was like, okay, well, I can do the math, I can figure out how much money that I need to make. But that wasn't converting into clients for me. Because although you always want to be financially successful when you have a business, for me, it was the feeling of just focusing on the money that created so many blocks for me. So the one shift that like begun to bring the flow of clients to me was instead of focusing on the dollars that I was going to make from working with that person, it was, okay, who is the one person I get to support in making a transformation? Yes. And that one thing changed everything because it then allowed them to be welcomed into my program. And it's not them investing in you. It's them investing in themselves. And you're there to guide them throughout the process. 
So exactly. when you, again, you're removing yourself, you are not your business. Yes. You are there. You are in business to serve other people. Yes. Detachment. And I, and it's gotta be, you know, your vision and your why has to be bigger than you. So it is, it's in service to the planet, right? It's in service to humanity. It's in service to our collective evolution. So focusing on that, like, what's the difference that I get to make through working with this one person and thinking about the ripple effect of impacting one person's life and then all of the people that they then touch and the kind of the butterfly effect that spreads out the money is a natural byproduct. The abundance is flowing in when we're in that state, right? And so it's really getting clear on your vision and the why behind it. Like, why did you start the business in the first place? What is the the mission that's beating on your heart? What is the dream that you have for us as a, a species, us as a collective, Mm -hmm, definitely. So what are three tangible tips that you would give somebody who is working towards building their business and bringing more clients in consistently? Mm, three tangible steps. Let's go back to basics. I think number one, get really clear on what it is that you're doing, like what the transformation is that you're providing and make sure you are being the living, breathing embodiment of that. Like you are the walking example of your work. So people just feel it because it's like, well, gosh, whatever she's doing, I, I want some of it. I'm interested. And then you, although you are not your business, you can become kind of this like walking billboard for your business. Right. And, um, in addition to that, then it's getting really clear on who you're meant to be serving, who your ideal client is. And I think that's something that we have to periodically check back in and refine because as we are constantly evolving, our client is also constantly evolving. So if you're, say, at, uh, I hate to put it in terms of like being ahead or behind, it's not a hierarchy, no one's behind, but thinking of thinking of us as being at different stages on our journey of growth. And if you're at stage four and your client's at stage two, but you are also growing and evolving and changing. So suddenly when you're at stage six, that means you're speaking to a client at stage four. You're no longer speaking to the client at stage two. And so allowing that to shift with you and that really tripped me up for a while. You know, I was still trying to speak to like me 10 years ago without realizing like, wait a minute, as I've grown and evolved, I'm no longer reaching that same version of me 10 years ago. I'm reaching for the version of me two or three years ago. So <laughs> check in with, with who that is. And then in terms of actually getting those clients to convert and to come in the door, speak to them. What language are they using? What is it that they're moving through? What are the feelings? Can you speak to what they are feeling in this moment? Can you think back to when you were where they are and get really clear on what you were feeling? What were the emotions? What were the thoughts that you were having? And start to speak directly to those. Because then it's like, oh, wow, she really gets me. Gosh, is she in my head? Oh, my goodness. And there's such a resonance 
that again, that becomes, that sells you for itself. There's a magnetism that's created when people feel resonance. It's like, she gets me. This feels like a safe space. She's where I want to be. I want to hire her. And it gets to be easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And it's hard to not make assumptions, especially when we're speaking to kind of the old versions to of us. So we're like, oh, I know what it was like when we were there. Or I know like the experience they went through. You should definitely use that. But using their words, like you said, yeah. being able to connect with them and not just make assumptions because the whole the whole world is different from how it was two years ago. Yeah. So even though you might know the feelings, how is it now for them in this situation currently? So taking out the assumptions and speaking directly to them and not being afraid to be curious and connecting with people like that so that you can learn more. I think exactly. We think sometimes exactly. we need to, yeah, like we should be working with these people to be able to support them better. Yes. And I think that is the greatest way to connect with more clients because you want to build a relationship with them so that they feel supported. And it's all about yes. the feeling that you're creating. Exactly. And so that they feel awesome. seen. Well, and yeah, if you're wondering, like, what is the language that they're, that they're using? I don't know. Speak to them, communicate with them. Like this is where market research comes so huge, like speak to them and ask them questions. And then you'll, you'll quite quickly understand the languaging that you're using. And then you get to use that in your messaging. Yeah. We overcomplicate it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Molly, can you tell us exactly where people can find you? Yes. So I am mainly on social media on Instagram at Molly Rosie Mystic. And I've also got a beautiful website that I just redid and I'm very proud of. So you can also find me at mollyrosemystic.com. And I'm always excited and interested to hear from listeners and to hear just what resonated from the conversation, what you took away from it. So please don't hesitate to send me a DM or reach out. You can even send me an email and just yeah, let me know what landed. Perfect. Well, I'll leave the links below so that everybody can just scroll down and find you really easily. But thank you so much for spending some time with us today. If you want to learn more about different marketing strategies to bring consistent clients into your business without feeling the pressure to post on social media, make sure you watch the free training on the client connection method, which is in the description below. Thanks for hanging out with us today.